Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 75 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Kitty McVitty. <laughs> Kitty McVitty. Hola, cars. <laughs> Kitty McVitty here. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not what i was anticipating <laughs> it's not not what i was anticipating at all all right well hello kitty <laughs> hello cat funny you should say that i've got a kitty cat reference coming up in one uh, a segment i've pre-prepared cheeky. it is cheeky as well it is cheeky in, innuendo warning incoming <laughs> oh la la <laughs> Ooh, matron <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are then, folks, episode 75, just one episode away from our birthday celebration. Oh my, that's come up quick, isn't it? Is it one episode away or two episodes away? I I was completely convinced by you saying it was one episode away. It is one episode away, yeah. So we've got an episode going out on the 20th of July, and that's the Monday following the live recording. So, yeah. But we're, we're into our birthday month, as it were. It is. It's, it's it's a whole month of celebrations here on the Ministry of Dice. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Three years. Three years of the podcast and nearly five years now of the website. Wow, that must be like the, one of the most longest-running websites in uh, dedicated to Dice Masters that we have. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, Isaac over at Gaming with Sidekicks will come out the woodwork and correct us if it's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I will expect your message, Isaac, imminently. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, so how you doing, my man? How have you been in the last two weeks since we last recorded? I've been doing well. Yeah, good. Busy at work, as always. Mm. Busy playing Dice Masters online, which is very exciting. Yeah, good. You? Yeah, same. Busy with work, plodding, plodding on every day, as it were. You know, that juggling act of... Lockdown, childcare responsibility, work, and you know stuff. stuff. I braved the post office the other day. That was you know sending out the winners. That's exactly why. Yeah. Uh, although I, I played the game. This is smart, mate. Smart. Played the game smart. I pre-purchased all the postage, printed the labels off, stuck them on, so I didn't even have to go up to the counter. I just walked in, dropped them all in the big parcel bin, and walked out again. Clever. <laughs> I too yeah. went to brave a post office last week. As we're recording it, it'll be last week. And uh, it was shut with a big sign saying open on Monday. And I was like, oh, well, this is my monthly trip out. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they they are, will be on their way. But it's just, um, just have to wait for somewhere to be able to post it, really. Yeah, lockdown, man. It's messing with everything. Messing with everything. Can't even post. <laughs> hey ho, it's all opening up, though, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, well, certainly over here. In the, yeah. Certainly over here in the United Kingdom. Uh, speaking of the prizes, Stu posted a photo on his Facebook page. His arrived pretty quick, actually, uh, following delivering them. So that was nice to see. And congratulations to the winners once again from our Ministry of Dice annual fundraising button on a blogathon. Well done, and thank you. Yeah, we do love a good tombola. <laughs> That's because we are British. And indeed, we are, yeah. So, uh, what about gameplay, man? Have you been getting up to much on the old tabletop gaming? Well, myself, along with many of our listeners, I expect, competed in the Thunder from Down Under, WizKids, Origins, Not Origins event. Yes. I won't go into details here because we go into that a little bit later on. Sure. So that was fun. I had some playtesting for that, getting the the Super Life Game team ready. So there's a few games, Mm. most of them actually, you could see on our YouTube channel. That's the YouTube for Slash Ministry of Dice. Yeah, we did record a number of them. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Aquaman is annoying AF. Nah, mate, he's wicked. <laughs> I was chatting to Stu. I played a couple of games with Stu uh, last night, and I was chatting to Stu, and he said that like there's been a role reversal. I- I'm playing the meta teams, and you're coming up with weird, obscure card combos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it has seemed to have had a role reversal, but... It's good, mate. It's good. It's a bit more work on it. It could be something. I, yeah. I uh, would quite happily argue that point with anyone who thinks that it's not viable to have a life gain team because it it went three and three. Same as your uh, Green Lantern team. Same as a lot of people with a lot of more heavily meta-esque teams in the tournament. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you just need to. Well, so I was going to say I think you need to tighten up on the win condition, but yeah, I hadn't played that's... it that specific team with that setup before the event either. So it's it's got some scope, I think. I learned quite a lot mm. about playing it throughout the uh, the tournament. Mm, keep tinkering away, then, mate. Keep tinkering away. Uh, what about non dice masters? Is uh, exploding kittens been off the shelf again? Uh, we've had a few games. It's kind of tailed off a little bit due to the weather improving. I think mostly. Uh, although, sure. you know, it was better, then it was bad, then it was better. Not a lot of non-Dice Masters. Mostly just playing Fortnite. Playing a bit of Apex. Sure. Watching a bit of telly. Mm. Oh, I watched, um, uh, as I texted you to say, should I watch Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, or Demolition Man? Yes. And you said Fellowship of the Ring. I did. So, obviously, I watched Demolition Man. That's I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I absolutely knew that was going to happen. <laughs> well, I'd watched The Two Towers the day before. Uh, so Why was... would you watch them out of sequence like that? Because you can't find The Fellowship of the Ring. It's not on Netflix, but The Two Towers and The Return of the King is. And then what? I found Wait. The Fellowship on Prime. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Netflix have got part two and three, but not part one? Yeah. Well, somebody in Netflix obviously needs to get fired. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on it, and then I think it dropped off. That's so random. Yeah, <laughs> so, so random. I, I, I thought about it and I couldn't be bothered to watch more of it. So I watched Demolition Man. What a movie. What a movie. Chris, what do you, I knew. you want to find two credits for a violation of the morality? <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the shells? <laughs> <laughs> and it's got, um, what's his face? Bruce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo in it. Juice Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. Paul, um, oh, Paul something, isn't it? Schaefer, Schaffer, maybe is He's, that someone else? Yeah, I didn't notice him when I watched it back in the nineties. I was like, oh, look. yeah, and Dennis Leary, the stand-up, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I like, I like Demolition Man. I knew whatever answer I gave. If I said Demolition Man, you'd watch Demolition Man. If I said Fellowship, you'd watch Fellowship. So, I, I almost replied, "Is there any point asking?" No, but it's always good to you know, go against <clears throat> the man. <laughs> is that why I am now the man? <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> um, so yeah that was cool recommend that Andy's film of the week very good and it's a nice very good thank you very much run. yeah well it's all in the same kind of vein though isn't it Sylvester Stallone crazy action <laughs> an almost complete absence of storyline <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he was frozen in time <laughs> he was not 70 years yeah. 30 years for, for a crime that wasn't his fault and then they don't touch each other. It's like it's like now. It's like yeah. <laughs> Be well. They're a weird oh, very good. Where they wave at each other. <laughs> well, Luke my my last two weeks. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Do you reckon Lucan's watched Demolition Man? He's quite young, isn't he? He might have watched it. Yeah. Let us know, Lucan, if you've seen Demolition Man. Cool. Well, also, we can then work out if you actually listen. Or if you listen. Like, <laughs> really well. so if in like four weeks' time, Lucan messages you going, oh, "I've seen Demolition Man." It's like a we'll know. Test of the demographic. Do you like that? That's loads of words. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what have yeah. you been up to these last two weeks? So my last two weeks, uh, obviously EarthX Origins, like yourself. Uh, I've been playing with a few of the guys, a few of the other UK-based guys. So a quick hello to them. Hello, Duncan. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Mike. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Stu. Hello, Rob. Been busy boy playing playing around and about with uh, the other UK players. Oh, and Alex. Alex was around. As well, yeah, lunatic that lad. So uh, that was good. Got quite a bit of dice masters in, playing all, just all different types of teams in all different ways. Um, I put a picture up on our Facebook page the other day. I was playing a Superman team, for example, that that particular instance. Um, so that that's been good. And then obviously my games with yourself, and then in the non dice masters front, had a a little kind of gaming session with the little ones the other day when on one of the, those bad weather days you were talking about. Uh, we got past the pandas out. We had to go in the mind. You ever played the mind? Sure. <laughs> well, if one, if any of the listeners haven't played the mind, I'll tell them about it. Shall I? Yes, do. I obviously know yeah. all about it. So, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's journalist. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so it's a deck of cards all numbered and you're not allowed to speak, and you have to pile the cards up from your hand in numerical order without saying anything. So it's all about 
kind of telepathically sensing from each other who's got the higher or lower card. And I managed to get up to level five, which is pretty decent, actually. There's 12 levels, and your hand gets bigger and bigger, so the, the number of cards to lay down increase. So I got up to level five, so, see, so that was good. You, you sit around, not talking to each other, putting cards with numbers on in, in order. In essence, yes. Riveting. Uh, right, believe me. the Listeners, if you're out there, it's my turn to get Andy spammed now. You tell him about the mind, please. It is. It's so much more brilliant than I've made it sound. It sounds cack. I really withheld yeah. myself then. I was going to swear, and I said no. Mm. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Um, and that's about it. I think. Did we play anything else? What did we play? Pass that. Oh, and uh, love letter. Batman love letter. Oof, uh, which is, like which is a classic. Well, that's a good yeah. game. My little girl's actually really get you know since as she's gotten a little bit older since we first started playing it she's really getting the hang of some of the sort of strategy and is less kind of chaotic and random about it and thinking through how she wants to play it so good on her nice yeah uh, and then other stuff I've been getting the birthday stream all set and ready to go putting a lot of hours and making that look pretty I can't wait for that to yeah I'm doing fall on its ass when we try and do it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I've you know given it a good crap, but playing around, trying to learn a bit more about some of the things I can do in OBS. So we've been planning out the segments, as it were, that we're going to be doing live. So if you're not aware of what I'm talking about, we're we're recording in celebration of our third year anniversary of the podcast. We're going to record an episode live, and we're going to put out the live recording on our YouTube channel. That's kicking off. Did we put nine thirty? Was it nine thirty? We're starting. Did we put a time? I, don't, I think we did. Nine or 9.30. That's quite late, isn't it? Yeah, I think the plan was so that we had a bit of time to get together and make sure it was all working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think nine, <laughs> 8.30, meet up, 9 o'clock start. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, so um, that's Friday the 17th of July. Make sure you're there or being square. We're expecting some audience participation in that event. So if you are coming along, be prepared to get your typing fingers going in the chat because we're going to be doing one of Andy's Q branch quizzes as a segment. Yeah, which will be very exciting. We'll need your help to bring it to life for the listeners who are going to be hearing that segment with audio only in the actual podcast version of the episode that goes out. Also, we're planning on doing an Ask Me Anything segment. So a quick shout out, if you're out there, uh, for better or for worse, we'll answer as many questions as you've got that you've always wanted to know about Chris and Andy of the Ministry of Dice. Please send them over to us. You can send them to chris at brewerola6.com and andy at britroller6.com so fire your questions over we'd like to pre-prepare a few of them mostly so we know that the segment won't go a bit flat yeah if no one turns up and there's no questions it's going to be a short segment (laughs) absolutely (laughs) which will be no good which will will make make for great entertainment but for the wrong reasons in silence for 20 minutes Uh, so I wanted to mention that I've been working on that. Loads of stuff up on the YouTubes. Uh, so go and check out some of the video content that I've been putting up there. So yeah, I've been a very busy boy. And I've been doing some stuff in preparation for the MOD PDM at the UK Games Expo. Ooh, when's that? Well, that's taking place. It's a little way away yet, but so we'll just drop a little reminder in now. We'll talk about it in more detail closer to the time. But it's August the 22nd, starting at 7pm British summertime. Um, it'll be uh, the UK Games Expo obviously can't take place the convention has been cancelled but in its place they've set up a virtual expo there's loads of great stuff actually I, I would highly recommend you folks just go and have a look on their website in addition to the MOD PDM uh, go and have a look at some of the, the uh, live entertainment they've got some brilliant stuff lined up Ian Livingston's doing a live reading of uh, one of his adventures adventure oh, books amazing yeah, uh, which caught my eye, and the Dark Tower, which is a kind of nerd stand-up comic and stuff. So definitely go and check that out. In addition to the MOD PDM, but sign-ups are open. We've already got six players registered. But if you go to the UK Games Expo website, go into events, and um, you'll find us in there under card games, and all the information and registration information is in there. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah, no charge for yeah. this one. Um, so please do come along if you you know. If you've caught the bug after EarthX Origins, it might be worth having a punt. I've also got it on reasonably good authority uh, for European players and UK-based players who are a bit concerned about Infinity Gauntlet not arriving in time. I've also got it on good authority that it it will be in Europe and in the UK in good time before that event. Mine definitely will be. 
Well, for sure, yeah, because yours is coming from the States. So, yeah, just putting that out there. But I haven't got any more precise information than that. My my contact is being a little vague, but has done the old wink-wink nudge-nudge. You, you have these random people, don't you? Well, mate, I'm, what can I say? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm a persistent and tenacious pest in the world of email and instant message. <laughs> LinkedIn profiles and Facebook profiles. If you're out there and I want to talk to you, I'll find you. Half a daily of <laughs> Dice Masters. <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? You got absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I could be so good for you. I, I used to love that theme song. <laughs> love you like you want me to. I'd do anything for you. I'd be so good for you. Great piano on it. I'll get you a camel coat <laughs> for your birthday. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I'd love that. I, I could pull one off as well, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd love it as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that, yeah. What's coming up on today's episode? What is coming up? Well, actually, just before we get into that, one more thing. Uh, the, uh, I said to the guys over at CR Game Room that I'd mentioned the two-team takedown is kicking off. Proper kicking off. Uh, no, not kicking. Yeah, not kicking off like we would say kicking off over here, like starting. Oh, starting. Yeah, yeah. Although, not like starting. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Starting. You starting. That's getting You're me. Calling me. That. You're calling me. What do you say about me, mum? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's starting. Although, um, sadly, the we, we could this episode will come out on Monday, and their registration deadline will will have been on the Friday just gone. So if you do like the sound, so, a bit tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you had a quiet word with them and said, I didn't know about it until I heard it on the Ministry of Dice, they, they'll sort you out, uh, get in touch. But certainly it will mean there's quite a bit of some live streams and some YouTube gaming going on and uh, some interesting meta teams knocking about. So please do keep your eyes and ears open for information about that. That's quite exciting. I was on the CR Game Room live stream at Thunder from Down Under, Earth X Origins. Hmm. It's good. You can't hear me talk, though. No, yeah, they Many do. The, they like their live commentary over the top. Commentated yeah. over the top. Did not have a clue what they were looking at. No, no, nor did they as the commentators either. But we talk about that a bit later on, don't we? We do. Yeah. All right, well, what's coming up in this show then? So uh, it's kind of a little bit EarthX Origins theme, but not, not wholly. Uh, we're going to bounce into a segment now where we're going to have a bit of a discussion, not so much about EarthX Origins, but more about the format that was adopted for EarthX Origins. Uh, and I'll explain why that's on, on, on our radar and why it's something to be spoken about when we kick the segment off. Hello, everyone. Future Chris here, just jumping in with a quick correction. You, you will hear in a moment, I got a little bit confused, a little bit muddled about what Andy and I had discussed and agreed was going to be going in this episode. And you'll hear him point out that I'd forgotten the actual segment that was going to be taking place. So that bit on formats that I've just mentioned is not going to be taking place in this episode. Please do come back in a few weeks' time for episode 76, which is going to be happening after our birthday special to hear that discussion around Dice Masters formats. Uh, unless, of course, something really interesting and exciting happens in the next couple of weeks and we decide to talk about that instead, or, you know, we have a better idea. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the episode. Apologies for that. And now back to the show where you'll hear Andy point out that I've forgotten what's really going on. Okay, cheers now. Bye. Then we are going to do our little review of the EarthX Origins, just talk about the teams that we played and how we got on. And then just as a special treat, just at the back end of the episode, I've got a True Mr. Six top 10 countdown for you all. What about the uh, gameplay bit? Oh, yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's a good bit. Well, we'll be quick. We're like mega. Well, do you want to do that as a segment then? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to do a long one. We'll go for it more in depth. Right, well, we started a new series of uh, segments, and it's very exciting. So exciting, in fact, that Chris forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought because it was more like a YouTubey thing. Uh, I didn't realise you wanted to do it as an independent segment. I'm all about the cross. However, I did forget that we want we did want to uh, bring it up with the listeners. So let's bounce into that now, shall we? Boing, boing, boing. Okay, on with the show. Yes, welcome back, listeners. And this segment now, then, is going to be the segment that I forgot to mention in the intro just then, which is the... Well, I'll hand over to you, Andy, shall I? Because this was this is your idea, and you articulate it better than me. So do you want to share with the listeners what, what we're planning on talking about and kind of how it connects to the bigger Ministry of Dice experience? Oh, the Ministry of Dice experience. I like that. Um, yeah, it's a new series that we're going to try out. 
it is going to be called the Versus series. It is going to pit sets against each other where we play the best cards from the set, or arguably the best set cards from the set, and see how they face off against each other. This first one, we are going to pick ourselves, which is going to be Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Shock, because Chris has got lots of the cards. Uh, against mm. my personal favourite, Avengers versus X-Men. Which you a bit of a first versus last. First versus last, see how they compare. Uh, and the idea is we have a little chat about it on the podcast. We'll have a chat about some of the great cards from the set, some of the ones that, uh, I suppose, in, in the case of Infinity Gauntlet, things that we think are going to be really good against the tried and tested of AVX. Uh, and then for future segments... Oh, and then we obviously we're going to play them against each other on our YouTube channel, cross-promoting, yep. where we'll see how they fare against each other. And then for future segments, what we'll do is we'll, we'll again, we'll pit something that's similar. So I was thinking things like X-Men First Class against UXM, Batman against Justice League. Uh, you get the idea. Maybe Battle for Ferron against Tomb of Annihilation. Get your guys, you guys involved. Maybe on the thing we're going to, on the stream tonight when we do it, we're going to ask what the set, next set should be. Draw straws, see who gets what. And then we'll ask you to give us emails, messages, tell us what you think the best cards are, ideas for teams. It's got to be within that set, uh, and then we can do the same again. See how they get on. Have a look at some of the old cards. Have a look at some of the new cards. See how they all fare against each other. Very good. Should work. Yeah. So I wasn't so chuffed about the AVX. I'm actually of the opinion. That this is you've just orchestrated this as a means to finally actually get a win against me on stream. I don't think I have to try and get a win against you on stream. I've won many times against you on the stream. Uh, sure, if you say so. Right, someone out there, go back, watch them, all of them, <laughs> gameplay boots, the hour long slogs, tie it up, let me know. <laughs> Give us the final scores, yeah. Uh, it's not about getting the win. I think it's more about just because you live in so much in the past. You just want to get your hands on those AVX power cards again and get them out on the table. It has been a many good day since I put these out. In mm. fact, I, can, I don't think I've ever played some of these like promo ones that I've got since it rotated out. I don't think I've ever ever put them on on a map. So uh, I'm quite excited. Well, that's interesting. Well, seeing as how you're already in that space, uh, tell us a little bit then about the team. Well, about the, the team itself. Um, I mean, I was like a kid in the candy shop. I could have picked 50 of them quite easily. And I'm sure many of you more seasoned players out there will be familiar with them. Uh, but uh, this team is full to the brim of... I ain't even bothered about thinking about strategy. I just picked my favourite stuff. Um, I know I lie, I kind of thought about it a little bit. But okay, so who would be my top picks from AVX? Quite clearly, the first one on the list, Hulk Green Goliath. Boom. Firstly, because I've got the awesome promo that I've never actually used as a, in a game. So definitely want him. Uh, and to read him out, you know it already. We can all sing it together. While Hulk is active, whether either you or Hulk takes damage, Hulk deals two damage to each opposing character. On his burst face, which is his level one and two, he deals three damage to each opposing character instead. Six cost, not even that hard to buy. Amazing. <laughs> you just went really loud. Did you I? got all, all excited about the Green Goliath. You got really loud. Um, <laughs> so that's that's first up then Black Widow Serena Bloody hell. the most amazing two cost ever made two cost fist when she attacks she deals two damage to your opponent your opponent can prevent this by spinning one of his or her characters down one level buy a few of them quick you only got sidekicks oh I'm sorry I have six damage um, uh, will be <laughs> the cry when the man with the Serena's passes you by <laughs> what else right another classic Wolverine, wep formerly Weapon 10. Bloody hell. <laughs> four cost fist. When Wolverine attacks alone, he gains four plus attack and four plus defense, or plus four attack and plus four defense. Uh, with his stats or attack stats of five, six, and eight, um, that can make a very juicy, quick, early purchase and a, a throw down the field. Number four on this little lineup of juiciness, Green Goblin Gobby, a three cost bolt. When fielded, Green Goblin deals one damage to your opponent 
for each sidekick in the field. Count your sidekicks only. Boo. So those are the four big cool cards that I've always very much liked. I'm sure a lot of people out there know what they're like. So that's could it not with the opportunity to put them out. Um, then I, I say I stuttered a little bit. There's just so many to choose from. If I go to the backs or the basic action cards, they're a bit ropey in the set. I mean, there's some. they're all right, but there's no standing out. You know, Battle for Ferron at the time, the, they were the good ones. I went for, well, I've got Gearing Up, which is basically Investigate. Um, yeah. And Invulnerability, which has got something about your characters knocked out, return at the ends, but it's just got the pay bolt, had plus one attack global on it. Then another card that I liked from the set was Deadpool Jack. So I put that in. Oh, yeah. It's five costs. That's it's quite cool. expensive. Um, but when he attacks, he may assign an opposing character to block him at the end of the turn, knock out that character. So it's a bit like Deadly, but you can choose who you um, you knock out. It's five costs, yeah. but it's quite cool. He's got a big bum on him as well. Punisher McGrook. When Punisher signs to attack, knock out one target opposing character. Your opponent may prevent this effect by paying two life. Two life. Um, Johnny Storm, Human Torch. When you field a character, Human Torch deals one damage to your opponent and one damage to a character of your choice. And then I thought, this has got no ramp. And the set itself is quite light on ramp. So I got Beast Mutate 666, which is when he blocks, draw one die and place it in your prep area. If he's on a burst face, which is his level one, and depending on my little Ultra Pro sticker, no, it's just only level one, draw two dice, place one in your prep area and the other in the use pile. So that's the kind of bit of ramp because I thought Ooh, some of these are a bit big on the purchase you fancy like Gambit or Silver Surfer or something Silver Surfer I've never liked him because you've got to pay life for it right so I never liked him because there was always better choices so uh, and then Gambit Gambit's a good shout but went with Beast fair enough yeah uh, so that's the team I mean there's loads that I could choose from there's off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, the uh, Venom, yeah. Angelo Fortino. I'm actually quite surprised he's not on your team. I'm quite surprised he's not either, but, you know, mm. got to give you a chance. Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus is another favourite. He's a big character. He does loads of, was it, Overcrash to everyone in the world, to each yeah. fucking character. I think that's the one. There's, there, there's loads of cool stuff. If you don't have Storm. A, yeah, I looked at all the Storms. They're cool. Even the Iron Men are quite cool. And he, he does suffer from a bit crappy car text. Mm. Just a little bit of a bugbear of mine. Sure. But overall, that's what I went for. And let's see how it fares against your brand new shiny, shiny, in some cases, very shiny, because they are actually shiny cards. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of foils on the table in front of me right now. I mean, I'm pretty confident the AVX is going to is going to do it. I think I think AVX is a particularly unique set, uh, comparably to any of the other sets, because being the first, it was built to be relatively or as self-contained as possible. If you get what I mean, there was no meta before or no right. guarantee of an af- after. Do you get what I mean? Hmm. So it's got a bit of everything and lots of solid stuff. Um, which is why I think it's going to... Well, Serena, actually, I think is where you're going to win, but <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, mine's, mine's all new Infinity Gauntlet stuff. So uh, my first choice has been Wong, second-rate Jarvis. He's a two-cost fist. Uh, when fielded, if you spent one or more mask energy to field Wong, re-roll target opposing character dice. So just a bit of re-roll removal there, but also a two-cost with those classic Wong stats, which I think are pretty good value for two-cost. I was then concerned about blocking power. Normally, on my teams, I'd have a poison ivy or a mastermind or something with the intent to block so i found this guy turt barrett aspiring criminal it's a three cost bolt and it says while you have a bolt in your reserve pool prevent all not oh hang on oh i've misread it while you have bolt in your reserve pool prevent all non-combat damage to turt barrett and then on his burst face when fielded prep a die from your back so he doesn't do what i thought he did i've misread him Oh dear. Yeah, although actually now upon reflection that's that's quite handy against the Hulk team. Yeah, definitely. But it wasn't what I wanted. I misread it. I thought it said prevent all combat damage, so I was gonna use him like a like I say, like a poison ivy or a mastermind. 
I mean, I mean, oh, sugar. Oh, edit yourself. It's not my fault. Yeah, no. I've been really good. Um, done swearing. You, you have. You've, you've worked. You've worked very hard to curb curb the colourful language. Then I've got Miss Marvel, uh, N- NJ native, New York, uh, New Jersey native, three cost shield uh, Avenger, but that's all I here and all there. She's vanilla, but what I like about her is for that three cost, she's got naught three five one four six one six six stats. Ooh. So I just thought, yeah, that's just a massive dice for a low cost. Which, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to pair up with the rare Spider Man, which I think is possibly one of the hands down best cards in the new Infinity Gauntlet set. Uh, Spider Man, public menace, <laughs> four cost fist, and he says, when Spider Man attacks, spin target char- character die to an energy face of your choice. So the plan is kind of to get Spider Man and Miss Marvels out, her hopefully on a higher level, level three, like six six for cheap. And then attack with the Spider-Man, spin all your stuff out the field so it's wide open for me to charge over with a Miss Marvel. That was kind of my thinking. But then just to to really top it off, I've put a, a Hulk Hunter Green on the team. He's a five-cost fist, and he's got call-out. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking, well, he's, again, cheap purchase for the stats, really. He's one six five two seven seven three eight eight. Uh, for a five cost, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. But then with the call out as well, with that kind of plan of like minute of attacking and getting these big Miss Marvels through, I thought between Spider Man and Hulk, like Hulk can force someone to block him. Well, I say force someone to block him, can call out, do the whole call out thing. Spider Man can spin him out. One can spin him out to leave your hopefully leave your field open enough for my big Miss Marvels to wander through. Cool. Um, then my little, I got my little kind of control. Backups. Uh, I just went with the obvious ones, really. The, uh, the ones that, yeah, Pip the Troll, in case you wanted to do any global shenanigans, which doesn't sound like you do. Angela Odin's dot here. Uh, while Angela is active, ignore your opponents when fielded abilities. I actually thought you might have had Storm. That's That was my motivation mm. for her. <laughs> but again, you know, control for when fielded is never a bad thing. And then I've got Loki, preventative measures, six cost bolt. I, I wanted a villain on the team because I've also got villainous packed on here. So I wanted a villain on the team, but I also wanted the prep global. Uh, and he says, when fielded, choose an opposing character card, replacing all previous choices. While Loki is active, when your opponent fields a character die from that card, Loki deals it three damage. So uh, he's quite expensive at six, but I just thought, yeah, that's kind of nice. I can put him out and maybe like name you Serena. So every time you field her, she gets killed. But I think you'll have them out before I get him, to be honest. It was just, he was just an interesting standout card to me. In a world of clay faces and Cree captains, I'd be looking at him uh, probably a bit more favourably than I am doing right now. And then, as I mentioned, Villainous Pat for the Prep Global and Investigation, like, like for the same reason you put gearing up on yours, just to get a bit of ramp going. And, well, churn for me, really, I think is going to be the thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, lack of goods, kind of real rampy, rampacy type things. Yeah, well, in de- independent set. Well, I think there might be some in Infinity Gauntlet, but after it, I'm, I'm running off, I haven't got, there's gaps, you know, there's gaps right. in the binder, as it were, because I went looking for some stuff and went, oh, no, I haven't actually got that one. I've I've read the spoiler, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Cool. Right. Well, the gloves are off. If you do want to get involved, and uh, as I said, we'll be picking the next one on the live stream that we do on a Wednesday after we record. It's usually around nine, half nine uh, UK time. Uh, so we would love to see you there. You can jump on the chat and have a chat with us, as a chat would be. Get involved. We'll see what other, the next set will be. And then um, I suppose on the next episode, which will be our live episode, we can you know get let you know who's going to do what. And then we can uh, get your suggestions for cards from the set. What are the best ones? What are your favourites? See about putting something together and see who can win on the next one. Yeah. All right, there we go then. Uh, so we'll wrap that one up there. Let's see how this pans out over the coming weeks. But for now, we'll move on to the next segment. Yes, welcome back, folks. And in this segment now, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a natter about our experiences at the Earth X Origins Roll from Thunder online tournament that took place. And as of this episode going out, it, it'll be over two weeks ago now, but we're recording just a couple of days afterwards. Yes, literally... Uh... Yeah, a few days since. It's fresh mm, in our minds. Absolutely, yeah. But not anymore. We still have anymore, this good now. recall. No, I suppose not. And uh, I suppose the thing here is that every content creator and his dog will have had a bite of this apple by this point and done all that. You know, the, the meta-analyses I've seen been floating around. Not just every content creator and his dog, every person with a 
social media account and the dog um, has had something to say about the meta. So I think we're probably going to steer clear of that and just talk a little bit about our experiences and the teams we played and stuff. Yeah. You know, rather than dropping the hot takes that will have already been dropped, as it were. So uh, I hope that's okay, dear listener. I'm sure it will be. I'm, so, I'm certain it will be, yeah. So where should we begin? Should we, should we start with the teams that we chose to play? Yeah, I think so. That's probably the best bet, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, after you then, my good man, talk us through a little bit about the choices you made in your team building for the EXO Origins online event. So, uh, so, yeah, I played around with a team that if you have been watching our YouTube videos, our streams, um, you may find similar. Uh, it's got the Aquaman saving the seven seas that I've played the last couple of times on our videos and really enjoy playing because uh, it gives the life gain if you move a character with its character face from the reserve pool to the use pile at the end of the main step when you're supposed to. Uh, then you gain mm. two life. A lot um, of fun to play against that one. Is it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the the thought was to use that as I'm not very good on the defensive side of things. You control and yeah, you know, you you're slowing down their team and 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 doing all that kind of thought. But I thought, well, I could just take it in the face and then I can just get it back. So to that end, <laughs> uh, I chose Silgar. Um, I was choosing the one, the Silgar, where if there's a Xanathar active, you can do five damage if it's on its burst face, but it found really, yeah. really situational. So I just went with one that if he's KO'd from combat damage, you get to buy a Xanathar for two and put him into prep, which I did in one of my games. Uh, but for most of the part, he was a one-cost character that I can just throw into the use pile and, and gain two life. To that end, I also put in uh, Poxwalker, Curse of the Walking Fox, which is another one cost. He's got slightly mm. better stats than a goldfish, which isn't really that hard because um, <laughs> it's like zero one zero one zero two. So he did have some attacking power. Uh, but again, it was just one cost, vanilla, no text on him. Uh, and this, the same thing as fists as well. So if someone did turn up with Jerry Lawler um, or something with with fists i can have them over or if someone brought a creek captain i could use him to try and creek captain stuff in quicker so um my thoughts were very much making sure i could use the opponent's globals if they came up so those were the, yeah. the, the two powerhouse characters to use alongside aquaman uh, then i've got the great drunkard which is a three cost trust trap uh, if your opponent uses uh global on your turn, global then he triggers yeah. So I've got him because I also brought Xanathar because I might as well because I've got Silgar. He gives the little move one sidekick from use to prep. Uh, so um, I thought, you know, if you use him for the global, worst comes to the worst, I can get a Silgar knocked out and I can buy him for two. Uh, and um, yeah, so that was that was what he was there for. Drunkard sure. um, to kind of stop the global usage with that Xanathar in play uh, or, um, you know, just... It's a six-six character. It's pretty decent. It's not to be sniffed at. Uh, I found no, out that sure. having him in the field stops people thinking that they want to. You know, even if it if the benefit of them using globals on my turn outweighs the negative effect of getting a six-six token, people just don't want to use it. So it's quite cool in that way. Then as Atlas for the prep, uh, I bought um, Volo. He was my main win condition, which is a tune. And to that end, I thought, well. I need some cheap rampy stuff to keep ramping these fish and these little diseased men around my bag and into my prep. <laughs> uh, Throne brick uh, and power almighty. And when that did fire off, I was churning for days because I had power almighty Xanthar and Throne brick. So I was not short of dice or two. Uh, and then, sure? um, then the last one was Becky Lynch made in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay <laughs> for the global for, for, for the global um, for the global <laughs> also I just thought well if someone rocks up with Booker T Jerry Lawler then I can just steal you know Clayface <laughs> Clay yeah. Cree Captain then I could just rob all their globals and just try and race them <laughs> but, but mostly it was there for a I did very much try to use it uh, as the attune and not by the Becky. Although when things go wrong, Becky did come out to play 
repeated. <laughs> um, well, we you know, I, I appreciate the effort to go for the old 20-turn strategy. I'm a big fan myself, as you well know. <laughs> one game, I'm sure I gained, like, over 20 life. I've no doubt. Well, um, I think if listeners go back and uh, pop on over to our YouTube channel, there's a game where I tracked not just the damage and the life going up and down, but the actual just damage I took without the Aquaman life gain. And I, I killed you like twice over. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> anyway, I still think I've got some tinkering to do with it, but I quite enjoy playing it. So uh, I'm going to keep with it for a little bit and see what I can do to make it um, better. But that was my team. Yeah, and that's the point, man, isn't it? It's about enjoying it. I know um, I know some people enjoy the, the thrill of the win, and that's you know that's fine. That is what it is. It is a game after all. But sometimes you just there's just something about I mean something janky and random and making your own little fun, you know. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was very entertaining watching the commentary on Chris and Rob's game room as they tried to figure out what it was that was going on with your team, and then once they did realise, they just banged on about fish. Yeah, <laughs> for, for days. It took, took the boys a little while to catch on what I was doing. <laughs> So that was my team. Well, once to and we'll go okay. on to how, how well it did in a minute. But let's, let's hear about yours. Yeah, okay. Well, so I suppose my team is a mashup of two elements, really. I, I've, I went for a very high control and then sprinkled in a win condition in classic true Mr. Six style. So in terms of trying to win the game, I had Green Lantern Human, Ascot, and Zatanna, that was going to be my win condition to get the Green Lantern out, buy masks for days, and do the damage through the Green Lantern's game text. But then uh, a lot of control cards on there. I popped Istrid Horn on to cancel globals, conscious that there may have been some uh, Hopal Comble lists out there, so I wanted to cancel that Nihilor in uh, in my turn, so uh, to to stop that kind of apocalyptic board clear thing jopper and chainmail armor that was a basic action of the character so jopper is the one that takes no damage when he's blocking and then the chainmail armor i can equip on him it gives him plus four defense and makes him immune to when fielded abilities so my thinking was very much about get jopper in the field drop the chainmail on and he's kind of a becky lynch bit of yeah blocking power I had the blob, big talking costumed clown, uh, the one that prevents your opponent from purchasing or fielding characters with a printed purchase cost of two. So I was very aware that when you've got your, the joppers and the masterminds and the poison ivies of the world out in the field, blocking Becky Lynch's and Godcatchers and Thanos's and you know all the other beat sticks that are out and about, there's a heavy reliance on two cost characters like Eddie Guerrero to stop static fields, Istrid Horn to stop static fields, Gazers to intimidate blockers out, you know stuff like that. Um, so I popped him on to try and lock those out, uh, and then then just rampy stuff really. Uh, Atlas for the prep. Uh, and Clayface for his global as well, just so I could do some shenanigans and get some extra energy. Uh, and then a classic static field, which uh, was actually more intended to bring my Green Lantern back every turn, so I could attack with him, do the ping damage, and then pull him back ready for next turn uh, without having to worry about him getting knocked out and stuff. Although, obviously, in this meta, it's a useful global to have around anyway. Uh, so that's where I was at. I, I mean, it was... It worked well enough. Uh, the control worked great. Uh, if you go back and watch the videos, you'll see every one of my rounds went over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely placing my opponent in those those difficult control positions where they're having to chess around my stuff in the field. I think my problem was that the the control was very card intensive or dice intensive, I suppose you should say. And I chose a win condition that was very dice intensive too. Yeah. So once I've got the control in place, it took me ages to get round to get to the damage. So um, while I managed to bloody my opponent's noses in the losses, I wasn't able to outpace them for the win. So, you know, but when it comes to efficiency and low card win condition options, I, I really didn't want to, you know, the, God catches and the Becky Lynch's of the world just don't appeal to me in my playstyle. So, and there's not a lot else in the sort of one or two card win condition space at the minute. No, no, there's a few Green Lanterns around, so it was certainly something that other people had clocked as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, so I, d- I like the control though. Uh, Jopper Chainmail Armor is a good little combo, mm. but but it's purchase intensive. Your first two turns, actually, two t- purchases 
done, you know. Uh, and then you get your dropper and your chairmail armor out in the field. You're like, all oh, right, now I better buy my Asuka. Now I better get some Zatannas and Green Lanterns together. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's operating on the assumption that I've not had to make a detour into a blob to take care of some two costs as well. So I- I'm just very much missing uh, something that can help control win. You know, I need a nobby to go with a collector kind of thing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And we'll see what comes mm. very soon when the uh, Infinity thing, Infinity Gauntlet when drops. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That was my team. Uh, Green Lantern Human with lots of control. <laughs> lots and lots of control, as normal. As normal, yeah. Cool. On to games then. So, shall I run through my games then? You do the same for yours. Yeah, sure. Cool. We'll have a, a brief, brief run. A brief through. rundown. I'm going to say who I played, what they were playing, and my highlight from each game. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So I played uh, Dana, who, funny enough, was the winner of the playmat from our uh, raffle. Um, that will be in the post soon. Uh, I lost <laughs> to him. He had a Green Lantern team, very similar to what you've just described. Um, he played it very well. I hadn't played my my team properly at all until the I, I wonder how I'd have gotten if I played him later but he did take me for, to the cleaners and I lost that first one um, highlight of that game was being able to power a mighty three Silgars and three Poxwalkers into my prep for um, the next turn which was um, yeah, was a- which was a win uh, didn't roll them all though so I could only gain eight life uh, I think instead of the oh only eight yeah <laughs> Get me for an extra turn, but lovely guy. Really enjoyed playing against him. Um, that was um, yeah, it was nice because he was General something. I didn't recognise. I asked what his name was, and I was like, Nemesis General Nemesis. So that was cool. Next game was against a chap called David, who I later found out was um, uh, someone who's in Troy's playgroup and friend of Troy. He huh? played Hope or Combo. Uh, we were featured live on Chris and Rob's Game Room's Twitch channel. So. I was honoured to have them commentate and also for DM Armada to commentate as well. Not that they had a clue what was um, going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gained so much life and eventually just chipped him down to the point and then I just bought a couple of Beckys and smashed him um, <laughs> after like a to and fro in for ages and taking loads of damage from that. That um, domino, the domino where you just keep, you keep, you keep mm. rolling the doubles and doing damage. And I was like, oh, God. I like that card. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, so won that one. Uh, went on to play Andy Spug. He was playing a Godcatcher and Becky combo team. Lost to that. Um, highlight of that game was losing in about 10 minutes so I could have an extra long break after turn three. Uh, got some lunch <laughs> and spent some time with the family. Uh, so that was uh, was enjoyable to have that. Um, next one, uh, play Troy with his Dreadnought sidekick buff Lita attacky team which is very cool highlight of that was, fish slap without the fish yeah it was good he, he's he's a county player as well uh so that one game one i lost because it took 35 minutes of him uh, we're sparring away with sidekicks and doing damage and, and everything else uh, and me doing a tune next game he bought my throne bricks so i retaliated by buying the turn to becky lynch that finished quick and then i managed to win on the uh six turn bit at the end so that was a one a win then i played benzino scott highlight of that game was the fact that he got i think about eight god catchers out actual tokens in the field (laughs) at one point um (laughs) by just churning like a beast that's Um, unnecessary (laughs) he was uh he was he was focused and and yeah i I didn't have much of a say he did bring um oh we spoke about it earlier what's that confront the mighty Oh, yeah. Which I bought and managed to get rid of a couple of god catches with my sidekicks, which was good, and ping with a tune. But too little, too late. I clocked that one, and I was um, out for the count and lost that one. And then last, I played Elliot with his cool Deadpool team, and I managed to win that. Highlight of that game uh, was um, being very tired at half one in the morning and thinking that for some reason I was, I was convinced that the god catcher had to block so I lined all my fists up to do uh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler. Uh, and then I was going to use Deadpool's global three times to chip him down by six damage uh, and hadn't 
really worked out that he could just let it through. So I, I, met, I spent ages lining up his fists <laughs> so I could attack with Becky. He'd have to block. I don't know why he'd have to block, but he would. It's the um, other way around. It's, <laughs> it's if he attacks, he's got to be blocked. Yes. Yeah. yeah so I think, uh, yeah. my befuddled brain after a few too many beers and it being like half one in the morning, I lined all these fists up thinking I was proper smug, right? And then I attacked with uh, Becky Lynch and he went, yeah, okay, I'll take seven. I was like, oh. Uh, anyway, so I won the first game, lost that second game, unsurprisingly, uh, and then managed to eke out uh, the six-turn third round uh, with um, – by pox walkers and just getting lucky and getting them to roll and he didn't get his Deadpool to roll so that could have very much swung either way and there's there's my six games uh, I put at the bottom there of the you go. what did I learn uh, I definitely learned that I've not played anything really competitive for about two years it's definitely good Arch made a thing uh, and so did Ryan saying like, you know, check, check the team list at the start and I made a habit of checking the team list which I don't usually do and having a look see what globals there are seeing what there is on the opponent's team, be it their basic actions and globals, which you can then use to your advantage. So I, I tried to get myself to do that, which I think helped and went three and three in the end, which isn't too bad for uh, mm. Aquaman Attune. Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman Attune with added Becky. <laughs> <laughs> with a pinch of Becky. Um, cool. So that's my rundown. Hopefully that wasn't too long. Um, no, to thanks for sharing. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, so uh, round one, I played a guy called Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. And Dan was running a Becky Lynch team, but I, I really enjoyed Dan's Becky Lynch team because he had uh, an interesting little twist. He was looking for the re-roll more than the overcrush damage. So he'd paired her up with Danny Moonstar and the six-cost Riddler from the Justice Box, you know, the one that does damage when your opponent re-rolls their dice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was quite nice. And what I found was that the the Becky Lynch, Danny Moonstar double hitters, a great way of handling some of the control. So in the first game, got me blob out. Uh, sorry, uh, in the first game, didn't get me blob out. I went for the Jopper Becky Lynch control, and he just went for Danny and kept re-rolling me Jopper. And then I thought, right, he's not having that Danny second game. So I got the blob early doors, and he went, all right, well, I'll just... Um, Keep re-rolling your blob with my Becky Lynch. Oh, and while you're doing it, take all this damage from Riddler. Um, so I enjoyed the twist. You know, it wasn't yeah. just quite getting thumped by a beat stick, um, which I think would have put me off in in my first round of the day. Then on to my second round, I played our man Rob Pettifor from Breath Weapon X. Hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. Rob had a Green Lantern list very similar to mine, although he was running that Danny Moonstar as well. So we went um, a Game of Peace. And then ended up in a in a quick fire decider with the clock ticking down, and it it all all boiled down to a, ro- a blob roll. If I rolled my blob, I'd have locked out all his Danny Moon stars and been on my way to victory. And I whiffed the blob. Oh. Yeah, so that's just the way that goes sometimes. Although I've got an issue with that blob because it it rolled on character face off camera, so I re-rolled it on camera, and that's when it whiffed. That's- that's, that's what they all say. Always the blob dice, mate. It's always the blob dice. Blob dice are terrible rollers. Yes. Even these new ones, these red ones, equally as tricky. They're weighted. Say again? They're weighted because the, the engraving's so big. It's They're weighted downwards. Uh, there's something going on with them. Yeah. Something going on with blob dice, yeah. Then on to my round three, which was against Bodhi. Hello, Bodhi. Bodhi had a, a, fish, a fish slap team that was... Pretty traditional, really. Atlantis, sidekicks, and then he was using the Batman that buffs him up to go for his big swing. Um, I think my game with Bodhi could have gone either way, uh, but I managed to outpace him with a combination of Green Lantern damage and Bodhi's bad rolls. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bottom line of that one. So that was a win for me. Uh, Then I played Elliot as well with his really cool Deadpool team, but Elliot, Elliot had just a super rough time against my blob. He had loads of two-cost characters, and I dropped Bob, Blob in the field and locked them all out, and so it became a bit of a slog for Elliot, I think. Uh, we only had a, uh, a single game round, if I remember right. I, m- I might be remembering that wrong, of me chipping him with my Green Lantern for like two or three damage at a time <laughs> while he was trying to get my Blob out of the field. He, he did kill my Blob a few times with force-blocking 
uh, forcing my blob to block a Deadpool attack and then using the global uh, to bring his defense down to get him knocked out. But my blob just kept rolling back in. So he was blob was obviously feeling guilty about my game against Rob earlier. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that was a win against Elliot. Then uh, I also played Spug, so I'll not retread that ground. Godcatcher team, just way faster than me. Uh, I couldn't keep up with the Godcatcher thrown bricks. So Godcatcher, then a thrown brick, new token. Godcatcher, thrown brick, new token. Just couldn't keep up with it. Um, and my, my dropper did a bit of work, but in the end, just just couldn't keep, keep pace with the damage capacity. So that was a loss there. Then on to my last round against... Dana, hello Dana. Green Lantern list, uh, that was epic actually. Um, three games of just racing each other to see who could roll the most masks. <laughs> 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 which which was a lovely way to to finish the day. Just a bit having just having a laugh and a giggle and just being a bit daft about it all and just bantering about who could buy the most mask characters and get it done quicker. Dana did have one little bit of an edge uh, highlight in that match was the Scarecrow, you know the one that increases purchase cost yes so he dropped his scarecrow on my green lantern so i was like oh no man what am i gonna do i'm not gonna be able to get my green lantern but i managed to ramp up and buy him nice. which was quite sweet um but then what dana did was he refielded his scarecrow and popped it on zatanna so then i had a green lantern and not enough masks to do any oh. damage with it <laughs> <laughs> So that was quite fun, and it was just a good back and forth. There was lots of. It was a nice way to finish the tournament. Was just uh, going all out, relative mirror match, who can get the most masks, which I thought was really fun. And that then brought me to the conclusion of the tournament on three and three. Uh, well, I say three and three. I'm I'm recorded on the challenge as four and two, uh, because w- one of my opponents dropped before the conclusion, and. As a result, because they dropped immediately after my game, because, you know, I'm that off point. Um, <laughs> True story. It is. I was, I was pretty pissed. I'd had a lot, of, um, a lot of the old lagers by that point. So much so, uh, one of my games, I, I, conclude, I had to conclude earlier. I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just I'm going to have to go. The win's yours. See you later. And I just legged it <laughs> to, get, to get to the uh, to the WC in time. But yeah, because they dropped after my round, it recorded it as a win to me, even though they actually won the game they played with me. So that was, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, it looks like I'm four and two, but I'm not. I'm three and three. You were um, happy about that at the time, were you? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. Does it, uh, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really make a difference. It certainly wasn't going to impact the rankings in the top eight, you know. But it it means I ended up in the top 15 at the ultimate conclusion of the tournament. And I think that's not right. I think I'd have been more in the 20s, you know. So I'd be, it'd be more about the three and three centre. And I don't know. It's just one of those things, isn't it? The guy won the game. Yeah. He won the game. You know, so just because uh, you know he, he he dropped out for whatever his reasons were, I'm just a bit like, well, you know, that doesn't mean it's a win. We played the game, you know. Give give it to the next opponent that he draws. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh well. So yeah. Anyway, setting the record straight. So I'm three and three actually, even though I show it's four and two. Not that I think anybody would have gone and checked the challenge, but still, I was pretty pleased with that. You know, with um, yeah, with just messing around with some control and trying to be a bit over ambitious with my win condition you know the control and the win condition that's good so yeah yeah i mean overall i had a re- i really enjoyed the uh the event yeah me too i'd like to take the opportunity to thank arge lucan ryan mm. and everyone else that was involved because it was cracking cracking uh i'd say day it's not really a day for us it was more evening and early hours of the next morning uh, but <laughs> yeah cracking time i also won the raffle which was um a bonus mm, lovely so i've got some nice nice cool promos coming my way for ending 29th we <laughs> 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 sneeze that really no no not at all uh, we should also say congratulations to alan yes we should well done you took the top spot well done my good man um, a well-deserved win with your with your Godcatcher list. Yeah, filthy Godcatcher list. I think is the official terminology. Godcatcher and and Becky and 
those were the nasties as well. So yeah, if so, yeah, it's cracking. I had quite a lot of fun. I was more down the bottom end of the table, which is uh, the cooler place to hang. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's where all the fun's being had. We're not sweating it out for the for the big wins. Nobody's interested in bragging rights down there, are they? No, it's just all about the fun. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not about, ooh, I've got a shield. Excellent. Becky Lynch. Else. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great time. Really good. Enjoyed it immensely. Lovely to catch up with lots of people and speak to lots of new people I've not spoken to before. Mm. And hopefully the, uh, the MOD PDM at uh, UK Games Expo but not actually at UK Games Expo will we'll follow soon and be just as good I hope very much hope that it is yeah alright well we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap that one up there and we'll move on to the next segment shall we yes let's do that let's do it okay on to the next segment bye right okay welcome back and Andy I've got uh, it's been a while I've sat down and prepared a classic True Mr 6 top 10 countdown for the listeners oh how exciting it has been ages it has been a while, yeah, it has uh, indeed, and I've ret- I've actually returned to a previous theme. Oh, I like it. I like it when we regurgitate stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is uh, card subtitles that could be interpreted to mean a different thing if you read them in a certain way. Rotation edition. Rotation edition. Which I think actually, if we go way back when, th- this was the very first theme of of a MOD countdown. Was it innuendo? Yeah, I think so. Bingo. Although not that, well, I never... someone else's idea from a radio show. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought up the word innuendo, because folks, if you're listening with the kids, this is this is definitely innuendo time. There's a not-too-subtle hint of uh, Dice Masters After Dark to this one. So here's your, your five-second warning to cover their ears or turn the volume down. Five, four, three, two, one. DJ right, shall I get started music. then, dude? Do it. Yeah. If years of marriage have made things a little stale, a little repetitive, and in need of some spicing up, then our tenth spot holder, Dagny, has got some advice for you. Why not try introducing some gizmos and gadgets to your experience? At position number nine, while not knighted yet, Andy likes to think he brings a certain chivalric experience, but all too often he falls short. In recognition of this, he's been using our next entrance title as a bit of a pet name for a particular appendage. It's Doomlance. Speaking of pet names for body parts, I hear the next subtitle, which is our eighth entry, is a euphemism used by Ryan over at CR Game Room. And this is particularly ironic because he looks like this guy after he's been to rehab too. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin, Texas Rattlesnake. Next up, according to the poster I read in the male bathroom at the service station, one out of every three men experience this problem at some time or another in their lives. Number seven is Hulk, Explosive Beginnings. Our next entry saw a magazine advert from his favourite publication for a remarkable instrument called the Vital Power Vacuum Massager. Apparently, it's the perfect organ development appliance. Number six is Toad, Strange Augmentation. Holding steady in the fifth spot is a subtitle that also happens to be something Andy's mum said to me when I met up with her a couple of weeks ago. It's Shazam, Stamina of Atlas. Coming in at number four, the Ministry of Dice advocates safe practices in all things in life, lest you end up suffering from the subtitle of this next entrant. It's Noxious Blightbringer, Cursed Plague Bell. <laughs> Into the final stretch now. Ranking third in the countdown is the nickname of that lovely, mature, single lady who lives down the road, who also seems to have a lot of deliveries and repairs done by local young men. It's Catwoman, Kitty Cat. Just missing out on the top spot, entering at number two, we have another basic action that was once used by the legendary Elton John to describe the under-the-covers activity of young lovers. It's rolling thunder. And taking the top spot in this MOD countdown, a subtitle that happens to also be the tagline on Andy's favourite new DVD release and is largely considered by many to be an accurate claim for that specific instalment of this series. Number one is Donald Pierce, better, faster, stronger. Okay then, folks. Well, as all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. Uh, there's not a lot, I don't think, to say in the outro now, is there? No, I think we covered quite a lot of it. 
I think we did, yeah. So, indeed. So we'll be back again in two weeks. It's the live recording. Um, so if you um, are going to be listening to this as a podcast and you don't watch us on YouTube, you're not there for the live event, then it will be audio. We'll capture the whole thing live, but I think it'll be a, a slightly extended episode as well. That's the plan anyway. Um, yeah. So look forward to seeing some of you live on the Friday night. But if not, come back in two weeks to come and have a listen to the audio recording of that episode. Uh, don't forget about the UK Games Expo in August. I think that's it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, come and join us. Don't forget the YouTube channel. We'll be there live uh, every Wednesday. Um, help us pick teams for the next versus challenge. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And um, to stay in the loop on all of our stuff that's going on, whether it be on on the mod tubes, the modcast, or the mod blog, whatever, um, following us on Facebook is a good way to go about doing it. So track us down on facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice. Give us a follow, and then you'll hear about all this stuff. And, and more. All the time. And more. Much, much more. Yeah. Much, much more. Okay, well, uh, thanks for listening. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. John Spartan. You are fined two credits for violation of the verbal <laughs> morality. <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye. <laughs>